0: Hello everyone, welcome to NFL Unwrapped, where we unwrap the hottest takes from around the NFL, and for the first time ever, we will be unwrapping those takes together, all three of us are here together. I'm Corbin Weinerman, joined by, as always, Perry Assen and Christian McGowan. Guys, say hello. Hi, how y'all doing? What's going on, guys? And today's episode, we got not too much new stuff that's been going on with the NFL, some new rule changes, a few signings. Hard Knocks going to the Cleveland Browns, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But before we get into it, we want to remind you guys to follow us on Twitter at NFL Unwrapped. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinMRPK, Perry on Twitter at PerryAston, and Christian on Twitter at McGowan75. While you're on Twitter, also remember to turn on our Twitter notifications. We do our best to make sure that we get these tweets, breaking news, anything of any significance regarding the NFL out to you guys before big names like Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. So make sure that you have our alerts on, and you will never miss anything that's of any newsworthy stuff. Yeah, in guys, if NFL. you
1: uh, listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, please go on there and rate us. Uh, Five-star, please leave us a review. If you love our podcast, we'd love to hear you guys' input and appreciate anyone that's already done so.
0: Yeah, and you can also listen to us on SoundCloud as well, so your preference. But if it is the Apple Podcast app, yes, please give us a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate it. With that, let's just get right into this podcast. So some big news coming out of the NFL in regards to the sale of the Carolina Panthers. So the official sale price of the Panthers is for $2.275 billion. Of that, $2.2 billion is going to be paid in cash, and the rest will be paid later by David Tepper. This is a new record price for the purchase of a U.S. sports franchise. I believe the previous one was $2 billion by the Clippers. Does that seem right with Ballmer? Was
1: it? I think the Houston Rockets might have. Oh, yeah, it was 2.2. I I
0: think 2.2 with the Rockets. So it's
1: right in the same ballpark, and now that sets a precedence for how much a team costs nowadays, Mm -hmm. so clearly with inflation and how... Money flies around nowadays. If that's with contracts that's or 2%. buying teams, whatever that may be, now it seems like two point two billion is that standard. You got to give or take a little bit to purchase a team, uh, but it's crazy. Two point two billion of that sum will be paid in cash by David Tepper. That's insane. I know he mentioned he wants to keep the team in Carolina. There was speculation that they might move, depending on who buys the team. Yeah. He was very clear that he wants to keep the fan base there, keep the team there, build on what they already have. Uh, but yeah, he's got a good formula there with Cam Newton and a serious fan base that's already used to winning as of late. So a good purchase and a lot of money flying around. Do you guys have any other thoughts on this gigantist purchase by David Used David's to winning effort?
0: for a year or two. not.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's it's always good to buy a sports franchise that has a you know star player in the most important position. So that's a great acquisition. But I just want to know, where, where do you keep $2.2 billion in cash? Do you like... Rent a rent a storage have, locker. It's, for it's it? not even like, the keeping. How are you, how is he delivering it to the Panthers? Is shit. it with
1: like armed truck or is That's it? it with he should do like a petty suitcase? thing with coins
2: and just like <laughs> just ship it like Apple did with uh, Samsung when they sued them. Just send them like pennies of whatever they want.
1: See, I have two point two billion cash, but the other point zero seventy five <laughs> yeah. I have to pay in Trident layers. It's in <laughs> PayPal credit,
2: so
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but it's just it's interesting to see how I don't know exactly what the Panthers were previously valuated by Forbes, that Forbes does their uh, franchise valuations for each league each year. I know it wasn't $2.2 billion, and it's interesting with, I think the Clippers, they weren't even valued at $1 billion when they sold for $2 billion, and it's just, it's interesting to see how, I think what Forbes does is they look to see if all franchises were available for purchase at the same time, what they would each go for. But again, you got to look at supply and demand, how often does a franchise in any league, much less the most popular league in America, the NFL, go up for sale. And
1: uh, Forbes for their top 5 most valuable teams right now, Dallas Cowboys at 4 billion dollars, yeah. uh, Patriots at 3.2 billion, Redskins at 2.85, New York Giants at 2.8 billion and the 49ers at 2.7. I'm a bit surprised to see the Cowboys, Redskins and Giants all from the same division. All well, up It could be assets the, as well. It's, it, I don't. I'm not surprised to see the Giants there, but the Redskins surprises me in the, the top five, yeah. men, especially
2: at three. That could also account for like if they, what own the stadium outright. You know, if the assets they have, that could
0: also, you know, doesn't always mean yeah, it's the also, best team. Well, it's also just. I mean, their team that's the brand. Yeah, the brand and been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, yeah. obviously. What do you think it, the Browns are worth? It's val- <laughs> 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 the Browns. <Starbers. laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, with their draft decisions, they could have been worth Hey, but, a so bit speak, more. Speak, but speaking that. of the
1: Browns, let's move on to our next topic, and we'll bring it up. Just nothing much to talk about, but uh, Hard Knocks uh, with the Browns this year. So I'm not sure. Do you guys remember who Hard Knocks was with
0: last year? The Rams? Last that? year was the Buccaneers. 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 So
1: I know this year it's the Browns, of course, with their winning zero games last year. It's surprising to see Hard Knocks choose them, but with all the accusations they've made, uh, acquisitions They made and you know the draft that they had, regardless of our thoughts on it, they had a ton of draft picks that they used on different players. So, Do you guys it's remember it, this team is night and day.
0: Was that announcement with them hard knocks being on the Browns before or after the draft? After I want to say it after, after the draft because I think yeah. then no, was, Baker I mean, Ma- think about it. Baker yeah, this, this
1: was all since
2: our last podcast, so it was
1: definitely after yeah. the
2: their team is a, is a story, so we might as well make a show around a team that just has all these plot right. lines going around. It's and
1: you know, John Dorsey is going to be so fun to watch mm-hmm. on TV, and the, with Tyron Taylor, Taylor, Baker,
0: you know, Tyron Mayfield. Taylor. Hard knocks with the so Cleveland fun. Browns. Can we win a game?
1: <laughs> and that's the funny thing. They just had a parade for a losing how, season, so and now horrible. they're going to have a
0: hard knock. How score. to win a game. <laughs>
1: so if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, at least now it's they're a, a, a team repair. that they're a team that people want to watch, uh, at least want to see what's going on behind the scenes. And I think it's a good choice this year. I can't think of another team that's... Got more going Rams. on currently. I think the Rams
2: are already well, a hot commodity. Yeah, a couple years ago. There's too.
0: different. Um, there's different criteria for teams that are eligible for Hard Knocks because teams don't want to be on Hard Knocks because mm-hmm. you hear each year how different teams are able to steal signals from teams just by True. watching Hard Knocks. So I believe the criteria one is that you have to have not made the playoffs in the last two years, which obviously the Browns meet <laughs> no that problem. criteria. Me yeah. <laughs> no problem. And then other than that, I think it's you can't have had a coaching change that off season, which Browns might have been close to that, but they stuck with Hugh Jackson. And other than that, I think those were the two criteria. I can't remember if there was one other, but yeah, it definitely narrows down what teams are available. So, I mean, given those criteria, I mean, thinking of any other teams that the Browns are going to be a fun team. It's going to be a fun team to see how they come together because for the first time in a long time they're intriguing. Mm-hmm. And they want a lot of big
1: personalities on the team with Jarvis Landry, Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, Josh all guy, you know, even Demarius Randall, who by the way, promised he put out a tweet yeah. and said every <laughs> single person that retweets this Uh, If the Cleveland Cavaliers win the NBA Finals, I'll buy them a jersey. And today, Darren Rovell was doing the statistics on that. I don't have him in front of me. But he was crunching the numbers with how many retweets he's got. And with the cheapest possible brand that you physically can buy... His two year contract that he's on still isn't even going to come close to covering the amount of that he's going to have to buy. It good. was clearly above $10 million worth of jerseys. Good, thing, jersey good
0: thing for Demarius Randall. He's not going to have to give them those jerseys because yes. the Cavs are not winning. Yeah, we'll speak about that takes, the,
1: he's a real one. We'll speak about that on the <laughs> NBA one. Yeah, Let's see if the Warriors
2: just want to put Demarius Randall out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would give my kidney to see a uh, Patriots hard knocks, just to see all the crazy stuff. Be... But it'll never happen. And there's no. Chance. You can't even bring a camera. into I'd love to see a Cowboys hard knocks.
0: Oh, they if... have their own cameras elsewhere. Well, they have that one year where uh, Brady got injured, and then Matt Castle took over, so they mm-hmm. missed the playoffs. And if just something, if something could have gone wrong that next year, I guarantee Patriots are on hard knocks. That would be knocks. such an amazing yeah. hard knocks. Huh.
1: Uh, let's move on to the next topic. Brandon Marshall today signing with the Seahawks to a one-year deal. He announced that himself on his Instagram and wanted to bring up the fact that Des Bryant is still a free agent. He's also looking for just a one-year deal to prove it. I know he had a deal in line with the Ravens, and that fell through with the amount of moves that they've made this offseason. But yeah, Des Bryant's still on, you know, he's still a free agent. He's only looking for a one-year deal. Brandon Marshall had an awful year last year. I'll bring up some statistics. 18 receptions, 154 yards, 8.6 yards a catch, got zero touchdowns. Yeah, he got injured. He was really injured. He was on my fancy team. So he was that. injured, yes. But before that, he uh, you know didn't have a great year before that. He only put up three touchdowns in 2016. Um, seven hundred and eighty-eight yards, which isn't awful, but he's been dipping since twenty fifteen. What,
0: what team was he on again? Twenty sixteen, uh, the Jets. Right, yeah. yeah, he.
1: But he he is <laughs> dipping when Des Bryant. He's throwing it back. Right no, Des Bryant has spent his entire career with the Cowboys, and this last year, sixty-nine receptions, eight hundred and thirty-eight yards, twelve point one yards a catch, and six touchdowns. So not the same numbers from Des Bryant, but still a somewhat respectable year. And before that, it's just been an extremely consistent career from twenty. 12 to 2014, he had 1,300 yards. Um, Sorry, uh, 2013 actually at 1,233. But still, those are number one receiver numbers. Right now the Cowboys are left without a number one option. They're figuring that out. But still, the fact that Dez Bryant's out there looking for a one-year deal and Brandon Marshall gets signed first, what do you guys think of
0: this? Well, you look at the numbers with Dez, I think, it's incredible to me that he hasn't been signed yet. I know his numbers have gone down, but in 2015, he played in nine games. I know, what was the injury he had on that? That was a was broken... The, uh, in his foot, Yeah, right? It was yeah. the Kevin Durant injury, injury? Yeah, the octu- yeah. yeah. I don't uh, the say. Liz Frank fracture or something. Mm-hmm. But after that, two more years with the Cowboys where he had he had decent numbers, but not something you'd expect from one mm-hmm. of the top paid wideouts in the league. But a good quarterback, quarterback. a good offensive well, line. But the quarterback change, Dak Prescott, I'm not going to say he's not a good quarterback he's he
2: spreads the
1: wealth though yeah and he also something happened in 2015 he got injured he only played nine games it was a complete drop off because the 2012 to 2014 era was when he was at his all-time peak of playing he was playing out of his mind and then 2015 came it was a really rough year for him he only caught 31 passes in nine games 400 yards three touchdowns and ever since he just hasn't been the same guy i'm not saying that he hasn't put up numbers eight touchdowns, six touchdowns, and they're not flying off the pace. He's creeping up towards a 1,000 yards, but, you know, not there, but – Something happened in twenty fifteen, and I think he needs a new change of scenery to make that happen for him. But I don't see how, if at this point, you can figure it out the Cowboys signed, started yeah. running
2: the ball though. With Demarco Murray's uh, last year and the emergence of Ezekiel Elliott, they definitely were not throwing the ball as much, and they were pounding it out on the ground. Definitely, with and more. with Tyrod
1: Smith out, you know, yeah,
2: but was that last the ball all over the place. twenty,
0: I believe it was twenty fourteen, was the last year for Dez, um, or the last year for the Cowboys with Demarco Murray, because then mm-hmm. they had one year. Oh, without Demarco, easy-to-one. yeah, without Demarco before they got Zeke. So that last year with Demarco, because Demarco was uh, the rushing the champ, and yeah, Dez put up in twenty fourteen, he had eighty eight receptions, thirteen hundred twenty yards, fifteen yards per catch 16 with touchdown. sixteen what touchdowns. Do you
2: think Ezekiel Elliott though in those last two years with the with Dak Prescott and the way that he plays and having that bell cow running back, that has to at least. Yeah. Take some of your productivity. Well, Cole
1: Beasley was our number one receiver two years yeah. ago. It, that's the sad part. It, well, and that was with a full year of,
2: sorry, 13 games of Dez playing. Mm-hmm. And Cole Beasley was our outright leader in receiver. He's a good wide receiver. I think the reason why he hasn't gotten a deal yet is he might be asking for a little bit too much money than what teams are, especially at this point with the, how the caps, they've already shaped them for most teams. For what he's asking, there's a lot of teams that might not have the room for that one-year deal that he's looking for.
0: And right, I,
1: I haven't seen the actual number value of Brandon Marshall's deal, but I'm assuming it's somewhat I'm assuming low. It's going
0: to be probably a veteran deal, or close right. to it, close to a veteran. But veteran let's talk
1: mark. about the fit for Brandon Marshall in Seattle right now, and let's talk about the help for uh, Russell Wilson because right now he's they a lot of help. helps
2: Russell. Wilson. I think us
1: talking about the Cowboys and their wide receiver group, I find the Seahawks eerily similar, where they are lost without a number one option. And I'm not nothing against Doug Baldwin because he's a great receiver, but he's not a true number one. He provides and he more changes, clarity than anyone on the Cowboys. He, he doesn't now. change the game. though like Des Bryant could yeah, do at least said his best. So the now players. they're trying to figure out a way to, if they're not going to have a number one clear cut, dead tiger eye kind of threat, they're at least going to find a committee because they had curse before. Now he's gone and he actually did pretty well when he left. And But now they're trying to add to just Doug Baldwin and Paul Richardson took some extremely, inflated deal with the Redskins this year. I have no idea how Richardson grabbed that deal, but he's still His not agent. on the Seahawks. <laughs> do he's still thing, not right, on yeah. the Seahawks, and the Seahawks have a big hole with receiver with Jimmy Graham not being there either. There's not a lot of options for yeah. for him. So I think this is a good match. For the it's a prove-it deal. So I think it, unless he tanks again and gets injured...
2: I can see he, the Seahawks just not being good. He has He has yeah. a
1: very good career. I mean, besides last year, he's... Play, the minimum amount of games he played is 2014 to 13 games. Besides that, it's been upwards towards 14, 15, 16 games every single year of his career except for last year. Yeah. So you can't expect a guy to He'll go get injured again and knock on wood for any kind of you know fan or Brandon Marshall because you don't want to ever wish an injury on anyone.
2: But he's been very consistent. Yeah, a couple years he's been off, but still. Like- when he went to the Giants, I remember we were all super excited about him and Odell Beckham, and that was yeah. what? that was last year 400 days ago on yeah. paper it looked awesome I'm yeah i was, I was okay. excited about well it. and i
0: think this one is another one that hopefully won't just look good on paper good on the field too with the seahawks situation losing Everything. paul richardson to the redskins doug baldwin i think is more a product of the quarterback that he has throwing the football because russell wilson is someone who probably more than any other top tier quarterback has had the least amount of help throughout his career with both offensive line help and wide receiver help. It's amazing that he puts up the numbers that he does and is able to stay healthy. But now you look at the Seahawks now without Paul Richardson, you got to remember they also lost Jimmy Graham. So they lost that red zone threat. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch gone. They're still looking for running back. back. Their
1: running back hole is crazy. And they drafted drafted Penny. They drafted Penny pretty high back in the first round.
0: (laughs) But, with Brandon Marshall, he can kind of fill the void that Jimmy Graham left as just a huge body to target in the red zone, because with Graham leaving, who is Wilson throwing to in the end zone? He's just hoping that a receiver breaks, target. breaks free. Yeah, exactly. So What
1: excites me is the fact that He's always going to be consistent, Russell Wilson, yes, but he doesn't have. I think Doug Baldwin's a guy that's so consistent. He's always going to put up good numbers for you, but he's because never he's there's never one game that you look at, wow, Doug Baldwin took this game over himself. He caught the ball 1 yard in and completely made everyone on the field look like a complete fool ran it the whole way. Completely made things happen for himself. And Brandon Marshall is that kind of receiver when he's healthy, he can single-handedly take over a game. He's had years where he's put up He's, he's put up 1,000 yards yard. in pretty much almost every year of his career. Like him and, it's been him and crazy. Decker together but on for, the Jets were a 14, nice 14 touchdowns game. in 2015 on the Jets, like you just said. 14 mm-hmm. touchdowns. This guy is but not very far out from a, a very good year. And he's, of course, coming off an injury, he's 34 years old. He's 6'5, 232. If he can body up anybody on that field. He seriously is the kind of guy that can take over a game for Russell Wilson if he really needs to.
2: If he can stay healthy, he's going to get himself a bag next offseason because he's going to see so much. Uh, productivity increased with not only Russell Wilson, but the fact that he's going to maybe even be the number one wide receiver there. He might, you know, take a little bit of Doug Baldwin's fire and be, you know, the number one wide receiver on that team. And hopefully he stays with the Seahawks, but, you know, he's good enough to get himself a, you know, that's why you take a one-year deal. Cause if he does well this season, there's going to be a I think lot of
0: teams. Even if he does well this season, even if he has like a much better season than we're anticipating, cause we have good hopes from, him, but not the highest of hopes. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Even if he has a great year, I still don't think he's going to get more than a one-year deal next year. He's thirty-four this year, so as a thirty-five-year-old wide receiver next year, I can, see him, the, I can year, see him
1: getting like a two-year deal, especially with the Seahawks. If he proves it with this team and they're actually invested in how he looked in practice, is think, how he looked, you know, adding a veteran presence in that receiver room that they don't have. If he does do well, he can get another two-year contract. But past that two years, I don't see Brandon Marshall playing much longer.
0: I don't even see him really taking a two-year deal if he, after if this he plays year well if, if, well, if he plays well, I think that then a 2 year deal is going to be kind of it's going to be lower on that first year than he could get otherwise because coming off of a great year it's just that him being 35 years old pe- teams aren't going to want to commit a large amount of money to him longer than 1 year mm-hmm. so even if he has a good year i think it probably makes more sense to him because every athlete is so competitive and thinks i'm just going to stay at the top of my game forever mm-hmm. and look at what i did just last year it makes more sense for him to take a 1 year deal and make more money that first year than he would on a two-year, not have the security of a second year. But then if he kills it again, then get another great one-year deal. Mm-hmm. I just think for receivers that old, it's just it's tough to...
2: I mean, he's definitely gearing himself to get a better deal because why? If, if he's going to get the better minimum or like something pretty close, like you say, why not sign with the Patriots? Why not sign with the team? The Seahawks are not going to be competitive next year. They're he's going to be in a team that's going to lose maybe fifty percent of their games. So with that move, it, it signals to yeah. me that he's expecting with a good year a, a significant pay increase. The way he's I, I agree, right I
1: agree with you, Christian. I think he's setting himself up for
0: at least one, at least one more, one more deal. Of, yeah, you know, two I, th- th- I think it could be just a nice one a, year even deal, if it's even a, if a, bigger a bigger one year deal. Yeah, I, I can, can see like, where you're from, in. but he's setting right.
1: himself up for something much bigger this year, and I think he's going to stay with the Seahawks if it works out, of course, because he's bounced around a decent amount now. I like he to see was with, with the Broncos, he was with the Dolphins, the Bears, if the if you're Jets. you you
2: deserve to have one season where you're on a team that's right there. Right. Yeah, I
0: mean, he had Bears with the Broncos, with Cutler, Broncos, but they weren't yeah. ever going to do exactly. Uh, so, that. Yeah, Let's move on from Brandon
1: Marshall. <laughs> Good for him getting that deal today. Uh, Johnny Menzel, someone I love talking about. We all expected the comeback to the NFL, the comeback season, like he's been tweeting about, talking about, hyping up for this entire offseason. He's been talking to different NFL coaches, doing private workouts, had that spring league. So it seemed like he was doing all the right moves to get back in the NFL. Kind of seemed like a bit of a surprising announcement. He put out a video on Twitter and a small paragraph announcing uh, that he was going to sign a contract with the CFL and further his uh, football career there after a long break, of course. So what do you guys think about Johnny Menzel not coming to the NFL this year? Do you think this is a long-term plan to get back to the NFL,
2: or 100%. where do you think
1: he's at right now? And Maybe I know more, you had some more information about him joining Barstool as well.
2: Oh, yeah. So he he also signed uh, to be an endorsement of Barstool. He's going to put on events for them, and uh, they're doing a podcast, I think, with Big Cat and someone else. So they're going to have their own like content they're going to produce like for Barstool Sports. But it's such a smarter move for him to go to the CFL and be a star in the CFL because Best case scenario, he's going to be the third or second-string quarterback on a team, if not on the practice squad. So you're not going to get as much opportunity to showcase your talents as you would being a star in the CFL. So.
1: But do you remember what we were talking about when he was saying he would play for free, he'd play on any practice squad, he'd do whatever that's just was not necessary the for, to get back for to him, him to do it? To but do you remember him saying that, do, what yeah. was this, two podcasts ago? So it's crazy to see what's changed after the draft. Bull. During the offseason, now he's kind of faced reality, do you think?
0: It's one thing to say something, and then it's another thing to do something. Do you think he's
2: faced reality right now?
0: I think... I think it's
2: a move towards his future, because when he just just bounces around being a third-string quarterback... Well, it's also a a
0: smarter move. He talks about being on a practice squad. Why do that? You're not... You're not going to get tons of exposure in the CFL, your yeah, but you're practice. getting more more exposure than practice squad. Well, yeah, you're still going to whatever get reps. Whatever
2: CFL team he's on is going to be the, exactly. the, the most cast.
0: viewed CFL team. See, and why do you know that? Because he's on them, right?
2: Uh, okay, well, like I'm from an FCS school, so like everyone who plays FCS <laughs> goes to the CFL. <laughs> so so, so. so like, I have yeah. a little love in the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But still, you know, whoever, I, whatever, I, team, I whatever team he does go
1: for is going Finn's to be young. the most viewed Dante. team in that league. It's going to bring a ton of exposure, and he's going to help whatever team that is. He's gonna put the CFL more on the map in right. regards to exposure and in regards to people in the states actually viewing and
2: watching these games. But I, I do think he makes it back to the NFL at some point in his career. Yeah, I think that's like we talked about Brandon Marshall. That's a move for the future. He's doing that to because it's a two-year deal. He has to play there now for two years. He's gonna have that amount of time as a starting quarterback to you know be in game situations, to be in crunch time, to showcase arm you know his throwing motion, composure, and all that. In practice, that's going to be all the judgment of the one coach that is seeing him on that one team. He's in the yeah. CFL. Every coach can watch that. Every coach right. can evaluate him on a much bigger scale.
0: So right since now. he's on a two-year deal, though, he's not able to leave for the NFL. I'm in, pretty
2: sure that they uh, they own yeah. his, like... Yeah, I think image. actually,
0: I'm think, I think so, because I think that's similar to... Because um, they
2: can draft you, but it's once you sign your tender yeah. with them, then, you know, they own you. It's a yeah, contract.
0: Yeah, I think you're right with that. And then as far as him making it back to the NFL, I think that this is... This was the best way for him to go, like best chance for him to come back. I'm still not completely sold on him being able to make it just because of... he just. I think he has all of the physical talents needed to be a quarterback in the NFL, whether it's a starter or even a very serviceable backup. But it's just the mental side of the game and knowing how to read defenses. When he played for the Browns his first two years, when he was starting playing for them... He made some horrible decisions with the football. I mean, did he have good
2: co- – I mean, well, to, to his and like, you know, did he at least have the tool – he didn't put himself in a good position, one, but did his coaches put himself in a good position, two? And that's definitely – the Browns – the Browns are the Browns. The, Come he, on now. the
1: question was, though, it's not that will he be successful in the NFL. It's will, will he, make, he it make it back to the NFL. Will I he at least so. have another quote-unquote comeback season and get everyone excited and make another comeback at the league, or is he – cool with being
0: a cfl player if he stays sober yes i'll say he makes a training camp i kind of
2: you'll probably i mean i don't know the how deep the contract goes but i could see him playing in the spring league
1: i think he murders i think he murders the cfl does very well at least especially with his brand and showing that he's serious and that he's selling a ton of jerseys people still love him no matter Mm -hmm. where he is and an nfl team catches wind of this at least one nfl team takes a chance on this at some point. He makes definitely makes a team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever starts in the NFL. I think some team will have, be an injury-ridden team, and he'll be on that team. Everyone, True. All the fan base will want to see it. He'll start. He'll get in there, and it's up to him on how he plays, and he'll, of course, be with these two years in the mm-hmm.
2: CFL maybe more. What if he comes back and is like the actual true messiah for the Browns? Like <laughs> he comes and he's like I'm ready to like save you guys now. I want a refrigerator. After I think after everyone Baker Mayfield, after Baker girl, Mayfield goes that. into the passages Malibu and like is Johnny menzel 2.0 and <laughs> I'm kidding. He's much a better guy than him. much better. But
1: uh let's move on to the next topic. You can announce this one Corbin for the Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, so Super Bowl 52 is going to be in Arizona in 53, going to New Orleans, that was agreed upon at the Atlanta meeting. It's Nollins. Say it right. Nolens. <clears throat> Sorry, all of our Nolens listeners. It's like half of them, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, what do you guys think? I know Arizona, I don't have the numbers Eww. in front of me, but I think they probably have the most Super Bowl hosted out of any. Why?
2: That's... I mean, Orleans, that's going to be a fun time. Anyone who goes to that Super Bowl yep. is going to have of any Super Bowl experience, the one of the best times. But Which Arizona, one, Arizona or New Orleans. Orleans? Arizona. I mean, Arizona's fun, <laughs> but New Orleans, you that's that's a fun city. Not a fun state to live in, trust me, but a fun city to go visit. Oh, wow, so Miami. Yeah, I got Minnesota. it right here. So we
1: got the number of Super Bowls hosted by a city from 1967 to 2018. Dolphins and the Saints both tied at 10. Um, Los Angeles at 7, Tampa Bay at 4, San Diego at 3. Houston at three, San Francisco two, and a bunch of other teams tied at two. But up top, Miami and New Orleans tied with ten, so I didn't know that uh, New Orleans has hosted ten Super Bowls now, so that would make it I would, didn't realize this might be their it. tenth, it'll maybe, it'll maybe it'll be their be
0: because it says two twenty-eight So that one's oh, yeah.
1: the one that's the most popular, not Arizona, actually. So I don't even see Arizona on that list. I know Arizona... No, they were down there. I think it they maybe two, two, so this is their third. Era, I, I lived in Arizona for a bit. It's a really... Uh, cool town when it comes to sports and people really do care about the Cardinals there and they have a beautiful stadium and it's a beautiful culture there and the party seems very good there and it's going to be a lively Super Bowl town where they can literally put a Super Bowl thing in every single corner and make the whole town Super Bowl themed and college kids at ASU and everyone else will be get rowdy for the fact that the Super Bowl is there regardless if the Cardinals are in it or not. So I think that's a really good one. New Orleans, I think they're more used to it, and well, it's extremely fun. Will their like, kids
2: be at school when the Super Bowl is not there? Is that when we're, they're all on winter break? When the uh, Super Bowl, Bowl happens, February, so ASU, they're I don't know, they're, they're still in
1: session, they're right? still in session. Yeah, so you are you going to catch a bunch of kids pardoned for the Super Bowl at the very least? Oh, yeah. I'm from Arizona. I know Christian's from New Orleans, so we both. I'm get... not from New Orleans. Sorry, where I live there. <laughs> Sorry, make that bit I'm from LA. So... Sorry, we're all from LA. I meant we actually both just spent time there living. They're my mistake, but <laughs> we both know how it feels to be in that city and you know at least be at major events. I know Christian's been to Mardi Gras. I've been to tons of stuff in Arizona, so I know how lively these places can get. I think they made awesome choices with yeah.
0: both of them. Put it in a fun city, man. Yeah. Yeah,
1: hopefully Los Angeles gets one at some point pretty soon. We got the Olympics coming. Yeah, we got the Olympics coming. Uh, Let's talk about um, something that's a little more controversial, but the biggest thing that's happened in the NFL since our last podcast. uh, The new national anthem policy. Uh, I'm just going to just read off the actual policy uh, with the rules right now. Number one, all team and NFL personnel should stand for the anthem. 2. The league office should revise the game operations manual to remove the requirement that all players be on the field for the anthem. 3. Personnel who choose not to stand for the anthem may stay in the locker room or a similar location until after the anthem has been performed. 4. A club will be fined if its personnel does not show appropriate respect for the flag and the anthem. 5. Each team may develop its own work rules regarding its on-field personnel who do not show appropriate respect for the flag and anthem. So um, before we get into our thoughts about this, I wanted to bring up Jets chairman Christopher Johnson, his statement on the new anthem rule. He said, quote unquote, I do not like imposing any club specific rules. If somebody on the Jets takes a knee, that fine will be borne by the organization, by me, not by the players. So I'm gonna start with that one. I think it's an awesome move by him. Um, letting his players feel like they can do whatever they want and no matter what, in in regards to them being able to free protest and have a a voice. So I like that he has at least stepped up where if there is any fines given out for any reason at all, he's going to take them because he doesn't – he, quote-unquote, I do not like imposing any club-specific rules. So I like where he's standing on this where if they're going to get fined or anything for it, he's just going to take it himself because he wants to stand with his players – so I respect that a ton. I know we had a lot of love for that tweet on Twitter and a lot of you guys liked how what he had to say as well. But let's just jump into... I know this is an iffy topic to talk about because everyone's got different opinions and it starts to get political and everything like that. But we're just going to talk and tread lightly with it. So um, I'm going to ask you guys, what's your initial thoughts off the five rules I kind of just read explaining the national anthem policy?
0: I think it's just... It's a very controversial thing it's something where unfortunately for the NFL or fortunately depending on how you look at it they didn't have any rules like this in place like the NBA did so the NBA you don't see anyone kneeling before the national anthem it's because it's been a rule for a long yeah. time so and there's not really any any discussion about oh why is the NBA doing this just because it's been there all along whereas with the NFL they just had a different train of thought didn't see this coming And didn't have it in and personally and again I try not to talk about politics as much as I can I just think it's pointless because everyone has their own views and nothing that I say or nothing that anyone says to anyone else is going to sway them to think differently I really like the gesture of like what the NBA has been doing with locking arms just showing that it's unity yeah unity and that we're all in this together I like that too kneeling Personally I see it as disrespectful just for all the people that have fought so hard of all races and all, all different religions to keep us free and to sacrifice themselves for our freedom. So personally, I it's just it's so tough to talk about and then I understand both sides of it as far as players wanting to kneel, there's people that are going to say, and I agree with them, that there's other ways to protest besides kneeling before the national anthem. But at the same time, if you're an NFL player, there's no bigger platform for you to make a protest than right before you play a game. And and, and what people 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 don't get
1: is that they aren't just athletes. They're not people that play sports. These are people that they have fan bases. People look up to them. They're public figures. These are entertainers. These are people that we pay money literally to put on a show for us to consume their product consume their product it's this this is more than just a bunch of athletes that play sports so i keep going back to no matter what i think about this that this is a human being thing this isn't an athlete thing and i think that's what they're trying to say it's a human being thing and we have rights it's Free speech, protests, you know, we, we are able to do this. And it's whatever – it's however we want to do this. And I and I and that's what I do like about the NBA, the fact that there's been a rule in place. And if we were here talking about this with the NBA when the rule was being in place, who knows? I don't know how long ago it was, a decade or two, or whatever. It could have been, been, been longer. It could have been longer. It could have been five years. But maybe we wouldn't talk about this with the NBA. But this wasn't a reaction. The NBA already did this a long time ago. This mm-hmm. has been a thing – if you now all of a sudden in 2018, which is a very touchy time, this rule has already been in action because they've already thought ahead. So it's it's confusing that the NFL didn't do that already if this was already an issue for them knowing that if this, you know, they, they've got to think about this at some point. But if it's not in their contract and they're not required to stand for the national anthem and they're a human and they can decide to do mm-hmm. whatever they want in regards to protest, they're not doing anything wrong. And it's just the fact that higher up people don't like what they're doing and I'm not going to sit here and tell you what they're doing is right or wrong. I'm just saying I see what they're doing. I understand what they're doing as a human. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm white, black, Chinese, any kind of race. It doesn't matter. We're all human here and I get that the unfortunate stuff that's gone around the the world really and the country especially and they want to take a stand and like Corbin said, there's no bigger platform than the one that they're on so for them to for for them to be censored seems wrong in my opinion i don't want to make statements on what they're doing is right or wrong but the fact that they should be able to do it is within their rights so the fact that it's becoming censored and that someone doesn't matter who it is is telling them that they can't do it it seems weird to me it makes me feel off and i just keep going back to the human thing and and i know my dad and i had a Big in-depth conversation about this he's an extremely intelligent intelligible per- person he's just intelligent person he just he can't he can't wrap his mind around where i'm coming from and we're just coming from completely different worlds and and to me his comments sound ignorant and to him my comments sound ignorant and we really kind of tabled this at some point because like we said it's such an iffy conversation that people feel differently about you can't force somebody to feel different but You know, even with someone that I usually agree on with, and we usually are spitting things back and forth, we couldn't find a middle ground. It was very. That's your own father. I thought, yeah, my own dad, who I share a lot of opinion with, I felt very strong about one way. He felt very strong about the other way. And I love that because that's human nature and you have your opinion. That's one of my favorite things about living is respecting other people's opinions and hearing it out and, you know, trying to change my mindset to, you know, see it in a different way. But for this, I just keep going back to the fact that they're being censored, and I get why it might be disrespectful to some people, but they're not going against the flag. This isn't them putting the flag on the ground and stomping on it. This is a symbol that—it's been the most powerful symbol in regards to activism in this topic in who knows how long. And this is the first time we're talking about it. And it's the first time that the government has had to take action with the NFL— to prevent this because it's making that much of a problem or that much of progress no matter how you look at it mm-hmm. regardless it's making waves so like it or not it's served its purpose their message has been out and the fact that they've had to retaliate like this shows that they don't like how much how many waves they've made mm-hmm. and I think that's a good thing but I don't like this whole censoring thing because I'm a human and they're humans and we can do human things mm-hmm. but I do get you know, the input from all
2: sides. So, but do you have anything else to add on this for... I mean, you, you say you don't understand it. Now, I was uh, playing Division I sports when the national anthem protest uh, was happening. And college sports, it's a lot stricter than the NFL. You know, we're, we're out here trying to pay our college tuition. So, you know, there's a lot more... That's just not a conversation we had because there's a lot more control in college. And that's just not... I, I, you don't have that platform in college to, to do right. that protest. Right. So, but being around generally African-American teammates, I... When they protest and I I don't understand it, it's because I have never went through anything that they've ever went through. What they're protesting is something that as – I know I'm only half white, but if you look at me, you think I'm white. There's things that I've – I will never go through that just – my teammates, my African-American teammates have gone through that I have never gone through. So I – you know, you say you don't understand. I don't understand when I first – when I first heard it. That's because I am – have never been through what they've been through. So – if anything, if you don't agree, just just try to see where the intent comes from, and I feel like the intent comes from a place that is loving this country, right. and if the right. African Americans feel hurt, that for whatever you know, you know the reason they feel hurt, and right. it's not they are not intent isn't to say screw the military, right. or any you know. So they it's want, a t- it's they a touchy want, they subject. Want fairness
1: you know? and equality, and I yeah. know some people don't like the way they're going
2: about it. Some and people, I understand some why people, if you're, if people you're people a veteran, I can understand why you would right. feel hurt at what they're doing, and. For me, in my life, a lot of things are intent-based, and so if your intent is in the right place and you just happen to go about it the wrong way, I am not gonna, you know, pass, you know, judge you because of that, you know. I and,
1: and you hear the term, you know, I don't like politics in the sports, and mm-hmm. you hear that all the time, and it's it's inevitable. So you may not like politics in sports, but there is politics in sports. It's how it's always been. It's how it's always
2: going to be. And politicians are now bringing up sports,
1: right? And it's it's clearly. A big platform just like LeBron James has taken the time this year to use his personal platform for good and to reach out and if people agree with what he's saying or not, he's Knows the platform. He has knows the message. He can deliver and is using that to his advantage for good and if you don't like his message, that's your opinion, but you can't disagree with someone delivering a message and having good intent like Christian says so I a good intent or not I think I think we all can see where this is coming from. I don't personally, Perry has in here, I don't personally like the censoring back to we're all human. And,
2: and we're just going to go down protest, a further rabbit hole with this. Yeah, it's, we're just gonna keep going to Hopefully there's not a larger retaliation, but God, week one, that's going to be d- interesting. Now, I'm going to ask
1: you guys a quick question about week one now. Uh, one thing I do like about this, okay, so they do realize that people don't want to, if they want to protest, they can at least stay in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I regardless, they're at least giving them an option to where if you don't want to stand, you don't want to be there, don't come out at all. And let's it say it gives them one out. Let's, doesn't, say, let's say a whole team doesn't them. come out, that sends a message in, in its own. Yeah. The so they, 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 they can year. still use this it's to their advantage. So, so I'm not saying the NFL says you have to stand there at the exact X mark and you can't you know, move your body mm-hmm. any less than this degree. And if you're it, this degree, that's considered a kneel and you are fine. And this, like they're saying, if you don't want to be out here during the national anthem, we're not going to force you. Mm-hmm. So go in the locker room, which I do like about this rule. Cause I, if you're going to put a rule, you got to you got to give them, out. Give them out. one out at the very least. And I'm not saying that this is the most fair option, but it is an option mm-hmm. that they did put in. So, you know, teams could use this as a whole team stance or not coming out at yes. all, and maybe that will fix the problem with well, veterans. Well, was just going to get ma- worse. But maybe, not, maybe that will fix the problem with veterans when they feel disrespected from the actual act of a man kneeling on the ground during the national But side. not like coming out. But if they don't have to see it, maybe you know, they're at least meeting halfway. Do you get what I'm saying? Maybe it's not fair to either side. No one likes what's going on, mm-hmm. but at least they have an out to where it makes them happy, and the people who don't like seeing it don't have to see it.
2: Mm-hmm. You but get I feel what I'm just, saying? Even if they're not seeing it, if a whole team doesn't come out, what... In actuality, what's the difference between that and kneeling? You know, yeah. like, I mean, the going team, I, I, believe, entire, they're talk about I think, think completely like, completely you could
0: agree. argue it's even worse. Yeah. I completely agree. I just think like, we're, uh, cause unfortunately... Because at least when you're kneeling, like, you're still out there mm-hmm. somewhat You can put your head in, with, in solemn, response. like... Yeah. If you're not if, out there, that's... And major. also, I think that with the out of, okay, you don't have to come out, mm-hmm. the NFL, it's a team game. You can't have half of your locker room out there and the other half back in the locker room. Well, it's trying either, to win a game. It's either you need to all come out as a team, mm-hmm. or, or you're not. all back there. Well, here, if, Here's
1: that prime example, last week with the Steelers, with uh, Villanueva, yeah. their their offensive lineman. He was the only one that went his out. His teammates and were about
2: 10 feet behind him. But, but he, that but he even, so
1: he even so said, he even Cameron released Angles a statement that. saying that he made a mistake. Although he still backs up his motives and his intent, mm-hmm. he should have stood with his team, and that wasn't a good sign of unity, and he didn't, he now regrets what he did, but not you know his reasoning behind it. He'll always stay that way because I'm pretty sure he's a veteran. He's a veteran, but I he, thought, it... but he still looked back and said, "I should have been with my teammates." It didn't send the right message. I just because his his jersey was the number one selling jersey in all of America for that week or two. It was still the fact that you know veterans were on his side. People were, oh, that's a, that's a man right there. That's the one that's you know, actually out there standing for his country, but then it caused a bunch of other stirs, where where's your unity? Where do you stand together? Why are you the only one out there? Why is this, I, that? And it caused a lot of questions. He said, that was not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, I remember what I believed in, but then again, like you said, it's a team
2: sport.
0: I remember that backlash, but I thought also, I thought I remembered, like, Ben Roethlisberger making a statement about how we should have been there with him. I'm, sure, I'm was, sure there was, was other there was both ways. I mean, I went the, both the, ways. they
2: were about five feet behind him yeah. in the tunnel. I mean, sure like, he scooted up, but...
1: It was it's, this is just going to get. This is all symbolic. It doesn't matter if you're on the ground, on your knee, or mm-hmm. in the locker room. Like you said, it's what's difference. Right. It's, it's the it's same, same. It's still. A, it's the same symbolic. Draw attention
2: there. to the fact that they're not there and that they're not on the field. They're just right. like you're and taking a knee. Standing, yeah. So it's just going to. It's 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 either you like you know it's going to shift things further down one pole or another. You're either with us or you're against us. Now, one
1: more question I have for you: If let's say they didn't put a new anthem policy, do you think that would be better? Right now, if they just kind of let this run across I think for the another t- if year, the instead channels, of intervening,
2: the TV channels—if it's that big of a problem—just yeah, air two more ads of McDonald's. Because that's the thing. If if I if, if I don't like seeing the knee. Who the hell watches the first two minutes anyways? I'm gonna go make myself a sandwich and then right when the kickoff comes, I'm gonna come back to the TV. Right. So what? Just sell another minute of ad space to another company. Or if you have to
0: televise it, just televise the person singing. Like,
2: exactly. Like exactly. there's there's I, I think like, there's editing like reasons
0: that. we
1: can get around. I like, that. I like that where you just focus on the person singing or mm-hmm. the fact that it's inevitable to have the national anthem, but you don't have to fo- put your or camera focus, focus on and it. Yeah, the And even the at the game, they
0: can focus, just focus focus the camera on the flag. Exactly. When you're at a game, are you sometimes? supposed to be facing the flag? Exactly, exactly. You're facing and looking at the flag. I like that. With your hat off yeah. of your head. You see, it's, it's a media thing too, cause cause but I feel they like these are simple the internet, media right?
1: adjustments instead of having to censor human rights. But also, you this know what I'm is, saying. You yeah. can find ways around this to make not everyone happy, but find a way to keep people coexisting can mm-hmm. move on to another season right, when, when fox airs is, a game they can point at the flag right.
2: when msnbc airs a game
0: they can show the whole sideline they did but you can, realistically you, you think that that's actually gonna happen because
1: but this is the first time that politics and sports has been this
2: heavily debated you've never had, had a president talk state. about sports you've never had athletes at the president like that in a negative way. like w- would life. you
1: be surprised of what he just said when they have games on cbs and on fox maybe if CBS was the one that tended more towards showing a certain kind of anthem mm-hmm. and they showed a different kind of anthem on Fox considering Fox is an extremely political channel anyways. Would that surprise you? Absolutely not. Do you predict make it, it? Make it uniform. Do you predict it? Maybe girl. not. Do you predict it? Maybe not. But would that surprise you if, you know, at least for viewership, people had a choice.
0: I just That's why I see the rabbit hole going If they now. wanted to
1: watch the anthem or if they didn't want to watch the anthem because of how bad this is getting.
0: Well, I don't think that that fixes anything because then it's still gonna be the same issue because there's gonna be plenty of people who hate seeing people not out there standing for the national anthem who are going to turn on the channel that shows if they're standing or not but so that they could, have something but to then you've given them a choice and
1: then at that point if it doesn't it's
0: not the choice so part. it's, only the, do so it's much, the actual please, act but it's the so actual much. act it's not people who don't people who want the players out there standing for the anthem it's not yes they hate seeing it but that's not the thing that really bugs them. The thing that bugs them isn't that they're seeing it, it's that it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. So even if you give them a choice of if they want to see it or not, they're still going to look because they want to see if the players are actually standing or not. And but if they're that's, not...
1: That's the whole point of the, like, these players. Says, Should they, they, be want cause the they want to the stir. I, I they, know. This is working for them. So I man, know. They've, they've forced the NFL's hand and the... Uh, Sorry, the government's
2: hand. They forced, I mean, the government didn't do anything other than just comment. The government right. hasn't forced a but, private company to But, I mean, he's, forced, he's
1: forced comment. They forced someone to sit there and you know, waste brain cells on this, for someone to actually release a statement about mm-hmm. this. This is what they want. They want to make a change. And a change starts with a set of actions by, even if it's one person, mm-hmm. it can snowball into a much bigger thing. Colin Kaepernick. He's no longer in the NFL and probably won't be for the rest of his career because he's a full-on activist now. But look what he started.
0: Well, there are some... We- need to mention this too there are some players that are trying to get i believe it's at least a quarter of all signed players to just boycott the nfl and not play in any games until colin kaepernick and eric reed are both signed because i've never but, heard but, but that then you for, but like, then you
1: force a team to
0: add someone to their personnel
1: no i'm saying that that specific Probably thing never, where yeah, they're
2: not uh, gonna yeah that, 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 a, that just sounds that like a crazy
1: now at that point now we can get that argument of you're paid to play yeah. the game and stuff. I don't see that but, ever
0: being. But that, that I don't, I don't know think if that, that would be a thing. Either. But this There's is just no way you get a quarter of all players to sit out. No, and, and it's not hostile paychecks.
2: enough of environments for that to be. You worked boring. your whole life. Maybe to if be an they NFL forced player. them, you have to stand. Like I said, right. you have to stand here, 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 here. Then maybe 25% boycotting would be an actuality, but. That might just be one emotional person uh, spouting off to a reporter, and then they can get on Twitter and claim. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's move. Forward. Yeah. Let's move
1: on from this. We got a couple more rule changes we just wanted to comment on really quick. At the Atlanta meetings with all the owners, the NFL owners passed new kickoff rules. We won't explain them fully. If you really want to go, we tweeted them about a week ago on our Twitter page. So go look at that. It has a full video tutorial on the kickoff rules in like a Madden esque kind of format it looks looks pretty cool (laughs) in regards to explaining it but uh on top of that they have made rule changes with the use of the helmet rule and the ejection standards that go along with that Uh, it is a foul if a player lowers his head to initiate and make contact with his helmet against the opponent and a little bit more towards this with the ejection standards and we believe that you need to reach all three of these ejection standards so. to be ejected. It doesn't just mean you have to reach one of them. I believe it's all three. We're going to look more into it. But here's the those three. Player lowers his helmet to establish a linear body posture prior to initiating and making contact with the helmet.
0: Basically just means leading with his helmet. Right. Yeah.
1: Player delivering the blow had an un- un- unexpired path to his opponent. Unobstructed. Unobstructed. Sorry, my fault. <laughs> I read that wrong. My fault. <laughs> Uh, but yeah he uh, and the contact was clearly avoidable player delivering the blow had other options he didn't have to fly mm. straight in with his head at his head he could have came at him into multiple different options so it has to reach all those criteria. but now that's the ejection standards and the new rule for use of helmet what do you guys think about this i think it's all about safety none of us can argue mm. that safety is important i like
2: the more criteria for the ejection because i've i've played with a lot of dbs who have been ejected for that and it's you know, it inhibits them to play the game that they've played their whole life. So you, you have the penalty; you can still get the yardage, but to fully kick them out of the game, because most of the time they're not leading with their head to actually hurt you in the in the sense that you're thinking. Right. It's just they're natural. That's how. They or or to like what their the rule life. here?
1: Like contact was clearly avoidable. If maybe contact wasn't clearly mm-hmm. avoidable, and that was the only route to the player you know they could look at that and say he didn't have another option that's mm-hmm. not worthy of an injection so i like that as well they have
2: i'm interested to see how like this actually goes i think know, year in like, year
1: they're trying to find more ways to make, make the NFL safer, safer. Yeah, and they try to course
2: correct when st- they do stuff and it doesn't work and right i
1: don't i don't disagree with these at all. I like these, actually. It and keeps
2: players on the field. I mean, if it's a star defensive player, the NFL should want to have those stars on the field versus in the locker room. But it also home. helps
1: out to where it gives the referees a clear standard True.
2: for ejection. It gives them... Because right
1: now, yeah, we all can kind agree... For the refs in calling, every sport, you need to the, make it... The calling is garbage very very right clear. now. It doesn't matter... What Ruffing game? You're, depending on the it game, is. it is hard, but they have so many replay rules and so many things like that. If really it goes hard. to
2: replay, you should get. They it got right. someone
1: in New York with a headset Tech on that already <laughs> knows that they have someone with New York with a headset on that already knows the answer to that play. Already can see it with seventeen different screens, and the one person on that field has a mic in, and they're already telling him what it is. At this point, being a referee, you're there to give the initial call, but mm-hmm. when you have to go back and look on it, Let you have so much technology nowadays that. You know, refereeing isn't as hard as it used to be, where you mm-hmm. have to look with your eye and your mm-hmm. call is it's, that's it. You can make or break an entire team. Uh, someone it, who's refed a
0: lot of intramural I mean,
2: basketball games in their day, refing <laughs> is very hard and people will try to fight you in the parking lot after that.
0: I've refed like third and fourth grade. It's still no matter what. All ball the ball parents, we- yeah. Oh. Well, because then it's, you're supposed I'm sure to. you guys
1: had very in depth replay <laughs> systems at your third
0: and fourth yeah. grade. <laughs> <laughs> at least for me, it's supposed ahead, to give them a little bit of leeway. So. Then if I like missed a call on purpose because it was like something not that big, parents of the other team, oh my god, yeah, so I mean, upset. God. But back to this subject with the different criteria, I think it's good that there's so many different criteria in place because you want the NFL to be very safe, but when you're moving at that speed, and Christian, you can talk about this better than either of us. You're the only one that played D1 football, but as someone who played at least high school sports, mm-hmm. high school basketball, the higher up level you go the faster everyone moves. Oh, my God, yes. And, I mean, I've played, like, flag football before. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to get to the ball, like if you're on defense and trying to make a play on the ball, Mm -hmm. you're going full speed, and your full speed is ridiculous. There is no way that... You're looking at the ball, and if a player is coming right at you and you see all of a sudden, mm, oh yeah, there's yeah. no way that you can do a technically sound hit every single time. Mm-hmm.
2: And so I'm saying. Especially when you implement these rules in now, you have players playing in the NFL that have had this yeah. for decades. They have tackling form that they learned that is now heinous and illegal. So that's what I'm saying. The, the intent of those guys isn't to actually strike a blow that's illegal. It's I've learned how to tackle like this. I'm moving at a speed see, that is incomprehensible to my body to make another correction in, in making – because that's their instinct. Their instinct is to go with the crown of their helmet what and I, light their day up. And
1: what I like about what you just said, but what I think is starting to change, is the fact that they get taught this at a young age. Mm-hmm. What they're changing with all these rules, these aren't just rules changing for the NFL. If anything, there's probably a more drastic runner. rules happening to Pop Warner Ball into exactly. rules to protect – mothers and you know fathers kids and mm-hmm. this is now you know that's where the massive yeah, this, is, this is a lot of things day. so now i think players are getting brought up getting taught to hit more carefully i hate to say that not to lean with the crown of your helmet because exactly. that's what coaches they're getting hit to get they're getting taught to hit the right way mm-hmm. for 2018 more wrap-up Man. tackles at least now you when you get these kids you know a decade from now who are right now eight and they're mm-hmm. going to be 18 you know getting you know in college at least now they're hitting the acceptable way and mm-hmm. you don't have the same problem then it's been this way since i was a kid at streetball you know if you're getting brought up to play football at least now hopefully these rules are getting and trickled I down i can't wait for popcorn. the old people
2: to turn it into the nba with oh it's so soft now they can never play <laughs> play back in my day because they actually hit you and all this because that's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna be for us we're gonna be like oh every it's generation we're just gonna hate on the next <laughs> one too Get
1: off my lawn. <laughs> but, all right, yeah, that's all we got for you guys today. So thank you guys so much for sticking with us. It was amazing for all three of us being together. It seems like it's right. going to be a much more regular thing. I, yeah. I just actually moved. It was my birthday this last weekend, so I yeah, wanted birthday, to... Birthday. Uh, get a special one out for, my, year. for my birthday. It's the LeBron, year. we're going to talk more about that in our NBA podcast, not the Jordan year anymore, but and even more important than my birthday cuz that comes once a year, we got Christian <laughs> back. He has been gone for a while and, you know, having him back for having him home for good is uh, something special. We get, it's going to help our podcast with all three of us being together and hopefully the quality is better, and we, Sound you know, we, Hopefully feel, we we're that. jumping off each other, we're jumping off each other. This is a whole other level of energy in here, and I really hope that you guys like it and it translates to you know our every single podcast moving forward uh, so thank you guys so much again for tuning in. Please give us a follow on Twitter and uh, follow us on there with your notifications on for everything we're putting out. If I'm not up, Corbin's up, Christian's up, someone's putting out
2: something on that page. For don't follow Woj. Sports. Follow no, not Woj. Don't follow. Seriously, any sport, don't follow she- them. Shefter, follow Rafshy, it doesn't <laughs> basketball, matter. Basketball, golf. We put it all golf together. Or? We put so it all together. Said. But yeah, thank you guys
1: so much. If you uh, listen to us on SoundCloud, please uh, check us out on there. If not, go to the Apple Podcast app and please rate us five-star and shoot us a review on there. If you love our podcast, we really, really appreciate your input. Uh, Please follow us on Twitter at NFL Unwrap. You can follow me on Twitter at Perry Aston. Follow Corbin on Twitter at CorbinMRPK. Follow Christian on Twitter at McGowan75. Any last words from you guys? Thank you guys for listening, and we hope you guys tune in again next time.